Hi, you're listening to The Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deeves. Fair warning, this podcast may contain adult content. It may not. I don't know. I never really have a plan. Let's listen on and find out. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Comedian's Tea Party with Sideves. And in this episode, I have got for you Marcus Birdman. It's a lovely chat. We have a great time. Uh, Marcus is a lovely man. Lovely to have him on the podcast. I didn't realise, and I, I think we discuss it during a podcast. I possibly discussed it after. I didn't realise he lived so local to me for such a long time. But he does. And now we're now we're familiar with each other. So good. Lovely guy. So, it's been a little while, I realise that. The last time I was with you, I told you I'd be coming back possibly once a month. That's what I was aiming for. And uh, to be honest, there's been a lot going on. I've been, I mean, I mentioned it last time, my wife's pregnant. So that's, um, you know, it's great. We're, uh, we're, we're over six months in now, got a little while left, but we're doing a lot of decoration and renovation to the house. And that is time consuming like unbelievably also i'm still working full time and i'm still gigging loads so it's just yeah it's uh the the podcast has taken a, a bit of a back seat releasing this one uh i've got another one to record in a couple of weeks and i'm going on holiday next week uh with a friend of mine who is a writer i've not talked to him about this yet but i want to get him on the podcast as well he's got a book coming out uh it's very exciting stuff so uh i'll talk to him he'll probably listen to this before i talk to him about it but uh let me know if you want to come on if you if you hear this but yeah there's just been there's been a lot also uh i've been in the midst of sorting out getting my car fixed it it broke down on on the m1 on the way home from derby which is too far to go for 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 what that gig was <laughs> uh, there, there you go such is the nature of uh, of stand up comedy sometimes it's not always worth it also, on top of car issues, we also talk about uh, a car crash, which is what delayed the recording of this podcast in the first place. We were supposed to record it a couple of weeks sooner, but I, on the day that I was going to record it, crashed crashed my car. Uh, just a little bit. Not too bad. I'm fine. The other guy was fine. But regardless, uh, stressful and uh, prevented the recording. So that that's what that's what that's all about. And then on the day that we did record, in the end, I was on my way over there and there ended up being loads of uh, roadworks that neither of us were aware of, which meant that I got there super late. So I didn't get a chance to make myself a tea. This is the first one that I've not drunk a tea on. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna drink a tea in a minute and uh, make up for things. Uh, I'm drinking a lot of uh, Yorkshire tea biscuit tea at the minute. My, my mother-in-law got me some for Christmas and delightful. I think I've drunk some before. But regardless, great, big fan. So yeah, the the sort of the rushed nature of it. Well, they always start a little ramshackle, a little bit sort of mid conversation, which this one does. Uh, I was setting up and I was I was talking, I was getting the sound levels right, and I was sort of I was I was looking at how my voice was recording. The recording software failed. I had to use a, a different method of recording. It was it was a whole thing. But uh, as a result of that, I thought that that it was failing in a different way and it wasn't recorded we got there in the end but suffice to say extra stress regardless i was talking about the timbre of my voice 
and how Marcus's sounded nice. And then he uh, went on to talk about, I've got to point out, it's not something I necessarily agree with. I think it may psychologically have some merit. We're talking about the, the sound of women's voices also leads us to be talking about Mark Lanigan, who, just to give you an idea, when this was recorded, had just died. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a warning now, just in case you're put off. There's nothing sort of gory that happens in it, but uh, the, the conversations are quite surgery heavy, surgery medical based. We talk a lot about um, Marcus had a stroke. That'll come up. You'll hear it in the uh, in the conversation. It's a lot of what he talks about now because it's, it's a big thing. It's a big life changing thing, as I'm sure you're aware. So, yeah, so we talk about that and, uh, that, you know, he's talking about that in his Edinburgh show. I'm talking about it in my show, uh, which I'm doing at Camden Fringe this year on the 25th and 27th of August. So I'll I'll talk more about that nearer the time. But come and see that show in Camden. It's I, I really love the show. I'm really happy with how it's going. So I think you should come and see it too. And if you're going to Edinburgh, go and see Marcus's show. Go and see that early in the month, then come back, see my show at the end of the month in Camden. That's that's what you should do. At some point, I'll do uh, a whole list of all of the comedians that have been on the podcast, and uh, I'll I'll tell you about what their Edinburgh shows are and why you should go and see them. Or just other shows that they're doing. Some of them are touring. Yeah, a few of them are touring, actually. Very cool. Very cool time to be in comedy. But yes, my, my show's about my eye surgery. His show is about his stroke. So yeah, there's a lot of medical stuff, but nothing too gory that comes up. But just as a trigger warning, just in case, I thought I'd mention it. So yeah, we'll get straight on with the podcast. I'll be coming back a little bit more regular than I have been. I know I said that before, but I will. Uh, it will happen. So enjoy the podcast and don't forget to go and buy tickets for my Camden Fringe show. I'm also doing it next month at Cambridge Fringe. So if you're around for either of those, come and see those. It's all on my website. It's it's going to be on there. Uh, so I'll update that soon. That'll all be on there. You'll be able to get tickets one way or another through through some means. Just search it. Search Sideve's Cyclops. That is S-I hyphen Clops. And you'll you'll find it. You'll be able to. You'll be able to buy tickets for that very easily. Everything else, I'll leave to the end. Enjoy the show. I love you. Is mine all right as well? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. For some reason, everybody's voice records better than mine. I, you're imagining that, I'm sure. I, I don't know if I just speak sort of particularly <laughs> softly or I have a terrible speaking voice. It's one of the two. That's recording. I'll leave it there. I think it's easy to imagine that your voice sounds shit where everybody else sounds cool. It's just sort of fairly common malaise, isn't it? Yeah. I think I think I, I actually genuinely like the sound of my voice, which I, both obviously, you know, cue jokes. But but um, I think because I used to be in a band and I used to sing appallingly and was extremely self-conscious always about my singing voice yeah. and that kind of, oh, my God, I sound awful kind of thing. Uh that in comparison, I'm not in any way self-conscious about what my voice, or, or I'm, not, not in, I'm not saying I'm not in any way I'm not, but I'm I'm like, it's almost like I had altitude training on how my yeah. voice sounds on a mic. So this fan, sounds fine to me. You know, I'm always like, I oh, know, this sounds all right. I think also, I have actually been told that the timbre of my voice is like the perfect pitch for mic recording yeah because it's just it's like the right frequency apparently yeah you've got um, a sort of a, a um 
It's quite baritone, really. I guess, it's yeah, got, it's, it's sort of like deep. a subtly gravelly like yeah. note to it. It's deep enough it's that it's deep, sort of, it yeah. sounds it sounds beautiful, but like it cuts well because yeah. of the gravelly nature of yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's it's got um, it's like old. Um, I was listening to uh, Mark Lanigan quite a lot this week for obvious reasons. Yeah, of course. And, uh, it's, it's just, his voice is just so amazing. Yeah, yeah. I had a theory. I that's not my theory. Someone said this, and I think it's quite a good theory. While discussing, um, are women funny? That one, um, and <laughs> that one woman. <laughs> yeah. But the, one of the things that was suggested, and I think there's quite a lot of things that 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 actually the female voice doesn't sound great, uh, amped up, unless you're singing. Okay, you know I mean? because it's it's quite high pitched, and it's actually not a particularly nice timbre to just sit and listen to. So subconsciously, an audience finds a female voice regardless of what is being said quite a little bit jarring yeah um and i think there's probably something in that i mean i certainly like some like thatcher she had elocution lessons to them and they lowered the pitch of her voice um, really yeah that's why if you sort of hear early thatcher and then late thatcher as you're always doing yeah. <laughs> studying her speeches but she she drops a kind of tone really um to her sort of late, it's really quite, it's really quite dark, dark you know. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. She's, That's and, a great impression. It's like they, they've been, uh, she was taught to do it. Um, wow. Because it sounds less annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, imagine what she would have sounded like had they left I mean, it. I guess, yeah. I guess that makes sense. I can't think of any high-pitched women's voices that... Well, that's what they all are in, to one extent. You yeah, know, you don't tend to get women's voices that are baritone. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking: are there any that that are? Like, even if you were quite sort of, don't know. I'm trying to think, there's got to be some. I mean, I've not got like I've not got the deepest of voices, uh, although I think it has got deeper over the years. Yeah, mine's got deeper over the years. Certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna start smoking. I think <laughs> really lower it down. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's quite. I like when I get a, a cold because uh, I get what everyone describes as a really sexy voice. Yes, yeah, that does go down a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, I think I'm on the end of a cold slightly, and that might. You do get that. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I'll wash that mic afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Have you washed it before? That's the question. Oh, well, that's a good question. Yeah, that see, is a very on, good question, actually. Uh, no. <laughs> um, we've essentially started, by the way. Good. Um, right. I was only that, actually. I was going to say, because I, I often, have you got a tea? In yes. Your, yeah. oh, what have you got? Uh, coffee, actually. De oh. Decaf coffee. So not a not a tea at all. Not a tea at all. Why yeah. do you want tea? Do you want some tea? No, well, I, I brought tea. Have you? If, yeah. No, uh, well, what, what kind of tea have you brought? In a flask? Uh, oh, I've got a selection. Brilliant. Um, this stuff is from uh, Good and Proper Tea Company. Yeah. Who I've had a few companies send me tea. These are one of them. Uh, but this this is the most sort of independent brand. So I'm nice. up for like. Do Good and Proper? Do they do? Um, do they do like granola? I think they might uh, do. You know. Quite possibly they it, do loads. Nice packaging. Yeah, it's really nice. Like little boxes. The bags are nice as well. Well, um, is that loose tea then? No, it's in a bag. That's yeah. a bag of tea. Well, I might try one of those Earl Grey if that's all right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not right now, but um, yeah, I don't really like what the other ones are. They, they, um, uh, yeah. So we've got uh, green got tea, jade tips, uh, yeah, Earl Grey, J peppermint. Jade tips sounds like a wrapper. 
<laughs> chamomile. <laughs> my, my partner would like chamomile. Can I steal and, one? Uh, absolutely, yeah, of course. Cool. And uh, a rooibos. Oh, go on. Can I have one of those as well? Yeah, that is... Uh, I, I love that one. Yeah, rooibos. I like shiite root. Do you have it with milk? Or? No. Oh, yeah, you see... My, so, my, so Melinda, my partner, doesn't have it with milk, and I do. I just think it's a bit more um, uh, creamier, I suppose, for yeah. a better word. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I think I you'd probably like particularly enjoy that, because there's... I can't remember how they describe it now. Dry, notes of dried cherry and vanilla. Beautiful. So, it's quite sort of creamy in itself. Yeah, no, I think you do. You get like a really sort of like vanilla-y flavour, particularly yeah. with the milk, which makes it more kind of more vanilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you'll, you'll, nice. you'll love that. Nice. Thank you very much for that. I like the packaging as well. It's pretty sexy. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Just a, a nice sort of, but they do loads of different ones. And they said to me like, oh, what do you want us to send you? I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, what, whatever you want. Benefits of doing a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I do have to chase quite a lot. There's a lot of people that have said like, oh yeah, we'll send you tea. And then, uh, I see. That's Where did it go? Yeah. But I've got some, uh, just uh, for because you asked how long this has been going. And just before I started, I got sent a load of Twinings and T-Pig stuff. Nice. And yeah, uh, that's now, they sent me so much that um, it's uh, it's out of date. You probably can still drink it, I can't I think. Yeah. I don't know how out of date they go, really. It's fine. It's, um, they don't go off as such, just the flavour sort of dissipates a little bit. Yeah, I bet that's probably true. But depending on the packaging, I doubt that goes off at all. No. It's sort of... Thing. No, I'm drinking deep coffee. So I used to be a real coffee hound. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I was a coffee snob, but I'm quite, uh, like, I can't drink, like, shit coffee. And uh, so I was really into coffee. And then, because of my illness, which we can happily discuss at some point. I'm sure not, it'll come up. Um, I uh, should be drinking very little coffee. So I'm only, oh, okay. I, I, I allow myself one proper coffee and then I drink decaf coffee now. So, yeah. Which isn't quite as exciting, but it's not too bad. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you, you've you've brought it up. Uh, <laughs> not that I wasn't going to bring it up, but uh, I just I, I find that interesting because so so you had a stroke, yes, and like how long ago was that? Well, I've had two actually, oh. so not to brag. The, um, <laughs> <laughs> I had so the the last the, the latest one was due June last June. Okay, um, and then the previous one was pretty much ten years to the day before really? that. Yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, there's obviously a ten year hiatus. So I better yeah, yeah, you're on a cycle. It. Yeah, yeah. Next one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that happened, and uh, which was obviously pretty devastating. Uh, yeah. It's taken me a while to recover. I'm still not fully recovered. Like as you can see by my glasses, I'm kind of my eyes are. I've, well, I've lost fifty percent of my eyesight. Really, and they're, they're quite light sensitive. Um, so these are slightly tinted, um, yeah, for that reason. But but that's about the extent of my uh, physical problems. Okay, um, which I'm more than grateful for. Yeah, yeah. Considering what could, I mean, ideally, would it not happen at all? Would be yes, ideal, yeah. Would be brilliant. But but um, if were it to happen to you, you know, I've seen far worse off people than myself. Yeah. So, so um, I can, and particularly with the jobs, you know. The job that we do, where you walk, where you're sort of, I mean, what other job could you, you know, I mean, I've written loads of material about it. Kind of, yeah, which, yeah, which of course. Is, uh, in, it, cynically put, is kind of monetizable. Yeah, know, yeah. Right? Um, uh, so, you know, there's not many other jobs that you could be doing where that would be the case. No, so, absolutely. Um, like I, uh, I often say, because uh, my uh, latest show is called Cyclops, right. uh, and it's about how I had uh, surgery on my eye and I went blind for a week in one did eye. You? So, well, um, how was that? Yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But did it, did you, were you bumping into things? Because it does 
mess your spatial awareness, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, do you know, it was all right. I didn't go far, to be fair. Mm. Um, it was uh, it was uh, during the Beast of the East is when I had it done. So back in 2018. Yeah. So like the, the weather was quite bad. So I wasn't going far. So you didn't have to go too far anyway. Yeah. Can you drive now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the crash you had like, yeah. all the way over here. The Yeah, you see, I can't drive. They've banned me from... I can't even cycle. It was a shame. As you see, the two bicycles that you climbed over in the hall, I really like cycling. Yeah. Or did. Or really, well, I still do, I suppose. And I would struggle to do that. I've got that sort of... I would. I sort of say, I, if I was my own mother, I wouldn't allow myself to cycle. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can cycle if it was like an open field. And with nothing coming anywhere near me, sure. I would be fine. Yeah, so I could straight line. It. Yeah, um, it, but I've done it on a couple of occasions if I've had to get somewhere, and it's really not a good idea. Yeah, so, so I sort of shouldn't. Um, I mean, I should point out not that this ever happened, uh, but I had to have some steroid injections directly into my eye. Which uh, apologies to the listeners, <laughs> that's just uh, put off. Yeah, well, and you were you conscious? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The How nurse- do they keep your eye? From not moving, but when they do that, I'm oh, sure they tell you that. that they're going to put a needle in your eye, and you pretty much don't move. <laughs> you got no choice. Oh, um, but like that was the last of the procedures that I had. Was it? Because it was that was directly after I had a cataract surgery. Is that what the problem was? You had to have a cataract. No, right. that was uh, that was the the problem to solve a problem caused by a problem that was solving another problem. Blimey. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so the short version of the story is, I had a a, a, a very simple thing that needed fixing, mm. uh, and there was a very simple surgery with a ninety six percent success rate, mm-hmm. uh, and that went wrong, uh, <laughs> and my cornea melted. So I had someone else's cornea hand stitched into my eye, right? But that's normally done on a six to eight week waiting list, and I had it done. I think it was, I think it was six days after the first surgery. Right. Uh, so they rushed that through, mm. and when I say rushed, like they did it very, very well, like for the con- uh, for the sort of conditions, they didn't have time for it to settle or anything. Where was this, Moorfields? Uh, no, in Southend. Oh, right, right, right. And so they, yeah, they 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 put that in, but where it was done, sort of somewhat in a rush on an eye that wasn't the perfect shape because mm. it was going conical was the uh, was the original issue right. uh, caused by a different thing that's relatively common. Like my friend had it, and he had the original surgery absolutely fine. Mm. You were just done. Super unlucky. Yeah, uh, yeah, very unlucky. Yeah, there was uh like they said if it, if it does go wrong it'd be like this one thing and that's easily sortable and then they went, "Oh, that's a whole different thing that we never see." Right. Like that doesn't You're happen. Just like, oh, okay. Medical anomaly is that yeah. thing. Well, very much so because the uh the the main surgeon who did my cataract surgery because the guy that did my original surgery has since retired. I don't mm. know if it's right. he's had enough. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if he went, actually I better, I better stop he's doing that. A lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. I, I got against him. But he, uh, like, he's taken it to a symposium in uh, in Holland yeah. as a case study because it's so rare. It's interesting that funny. Like I, I've just been writing about that, so I've kind of, I'm all, all things being equal. I'm thinking of well, I am thinking I'm, but I am doing Edinburgh, and which would be a lot about my stroke. Yeah, and I've been talking about that experience and the previous one, and I was. A, a medical curiosity. Everyone's like, okay. you're a medical curiosity. You're really young, and you shouldn't. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, we can't. We, you know, they couldn't find. Any, they couldn't find the reason for the stroke. Because that, sorry, that was one of the things that I was going to ask. Like, are there sort of reasons for it? Like, if you're sort of avoiding caffeinated coffee. Well, like, th- is that there are that what they reckon now is they found a hole in my heart. Um, oh, uh, which is this weird thing of 
so there was nothing else wrong with me, which is quite gratifying. And a lot of the stress came from having to go for various tests for, you know, like brain scans and CAT scans, yeah. and being injected with radioactive dye. And all of these things you sort of felt like you were playing Russian roulette because this is the time they find that you've got a brain tumor or you've yeah. got leukemia or something yeah, like yeah. that. It's, you know, and it's pretty ramped up. And some of, the, some of those procedures are pretty benign. Some of them are pretty unpleasant. Um, and some of them are harrowing. Uh, but but um, you feel like the, you're playing Russian roulette. And they, each time I had this, it was like, oh, this, yeah, you're fine. And so, which is great. Yeah. But they never really found what the problem was, apart from they found a hole in my heart, which 10 years ago, I didn't, I, I sort of elected to not get it closed, which right, okay. perhaps now in retrospect was not the right move. But because they were kind of going, this may be the reason you had it, the stroke, they weren't so certain. And I was thinking, well, I don't know if I want heart surgery on a maybe. You yeah. know what I mean? If they, <laughs> yeah, said, yeah. if they said, like, this is definitely the reason, then I would have done it. Yeah. But I was just thinking, hmm. and it seemed, you know, at that time as well, I thought, again, looking back at it uh, foolishly, but at the time I was thinking, this is a one-off. It's not going to, yeah, it's, it's a blip, you know, so I, no, I'm not having heart surgery. Um, uh, same thing, you know, this time there's nothing wrong with me, apart from very high cholesterol, which I'm sorting out by, by diet and pills um and things like caffeine yeah you should stop doing that but but they pretty much like they haven't like said don't drink don't do this don't like they were really? kind of like you, you need to eat and drink within the guidelines yeah, which, yeah. which of course being british none of us do but, yeah. but you know when but it's not like don't drink it but it's the sort of 14 units which actually is you know as we all know being british is phenomenally difficult to yeah. actually adhere yeah. to but it isn't a sort of blanket ban um but uh they, yeah, I need to have the kind of procedure. I need to have the, the, this this uh, hole in my heart closed, which I'm now, unfortunately, I'm in the kind of post-COVID kind of queue to have yes. any procedure yeah, yeah. that isn't isn't sort of deemed, uh, you know, immediately needable. Um, and so there's a weird correlation between, that's what I was going to say, there's a weird correlation between people who have strokes young and also have holes in their hearts so they can't find an actual causal link right why a hole in the heart would cause a stroke they're sort of guessing they just have noticed that they, that but they've a... noticed that it's a really high percentage so there must be something going on yeah, yeah, yeah. so they do like now close them right. um and uh if you are sort of if you're sort of medically suitable um which is i think a bit more gratifying because you feel a l- i feel anyway a little bit more like that's the problem solved hopefully yes yeah yeah um, because yeah. i say as i say i was this medical curiosity and it was quite sort of in you don't want to be in yeah, medical curiosity because yeah. you know you want what you want is someone to go i know exactly the right problem here yeah you need x y and z yeah. and then it'll be sorted you know uh, to be told south end is a university hospital so that means every time i go in uh, they say, do you mind if so-and-so comes and Yeah, 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 of course, yeah, sure. we've had that. Do you mind if my 10 students <laughs> yeah. watch? Yeah, yeah, which which you sort of, you go, well, I support the NHS, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want 10 gawping students. All of that, yeah, yeah. exactly. All like, of if that. this is that rare, then they're never going to have to see it again. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. Like, well, one of the procedures I had, well, I had to swallow a uh, camera. Have you ever had this? Oh, no, I haven't. Man, no. it's, that, that was by far the worst thing I had yeah. to do. Uh, so it's like 40, I asked, it was 46 centimetres of tubing about the thickness of that, um, uh, which, so I'm, I'm pointing at the uh, mic stand. Yeah. So, so it's probably, it's like an air hose, basically. So I would say that's about 
twelve mil. Yeah, if you if you want to monetize it. Yeah, a bit like if you pumped up your tires with a, a garage, it's sort of about that thickness yeah. of the kind of thing, and it's, it's a forty six centimeters, like yeah, almost double a ruler. Yeah, that's, and um, that's big. They put a condom on it, sort of, to, so that you can kind of yeah, sort of, yeah. Sort of hygienic, and that you ha- you have to you have to swallow that, and then they kind of they put a, you put a mouth guard in, you know, and you feel like I foolishly ask, well, what's the mouth guard for? It's like oh, so you don't bite through the yeah camera <laughs> right cord, and you're like. Oh right, you go right, and then now I know this is not going to be pleasant. Yeah, yeah. They got like uh, a person to kind of hold you down because your gag reflex is just you want to kind of, yeah, of course, get rid yeah. of it, and it's it's horrible. Um, so uh, they did that, but that that's the wonders of modern science. That that's what they can find because it's that if they put it in rather than opening you up, they can see from the camera yeah, what what's going on in your most of your internal wow. can you feel organs. that inside you can't feel it inside you. you you can certainly feel it in your throat yeah, yeah it's really unpleasant yeah. even though they sort of, they put all this so they can't they don't want to fully sedate you because you need because i think what they did explain this you need to be aware you need to be aware so that you don't choke completely i think it's the same reason that i was uh awake for my first surgery because i had to look at the laser and make sure that i was always looking at it right right which is uh, yeah i think it's exactly that there's you have to do something uh, or not to do something as the case may be so you're i think they've got it better i think the camera's got smaller from the 10 years past from i previously did it and i think the 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 I, the, I think anesthesia's got better as well. So yeah. the first time I was really conscious. This one, I thought I was conscious. And then I realized after the event that I think I was only conscious for half of it. Um, right, okay. So they obviously heavily sedated me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I was like, oh yeah, no, I don't remember. Yeah, enough to keep you aware. A bit of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. Or or I was sort of, yeah, I remember, because I remember asking how 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 long that was so that, well hence the fact that i know it's 46 centimeters yeah and i remember asking that so I said that that event occurred and and that was in the middle of it kind right. of thing uh but i uh i don't remember much else of 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 that procedure i remember it the first time because it was far more harrowing yeah jesus yeah so i was i'm trying to think of what i was awake for so i was supposed to um they asked me because i i'd had a few surgeries my first the first one was no, so the, the like I say, the first one was I was awake for. The second one, where they were replacing the cornea with, mm. uh, with someone else's, yeah. um, I was uh, I, I was under general anaesthetic for that because obviously they're stitching into my eye. I don't want to be awake for that. That being said, I had several removed and I was awake for that um, at like sort of different junctures, like to that, because they couldn't take them all out at once because it would affect my eyesight too much. So mm. they had to like sort of try and manipulate whichever ones uh, mm. they could do, and eventually. Uh, so I was on a steroid drop for a long time, which caused the cataract to grow. Right. Um, and then I, I was supposed to be, they asked, basically they asked me if I wanted to be awake or asleep for my cataract surgery. And I was like, asleep, please. <laughs> like that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that sounds like a trick question. And then uh, it like it kept getting worse. Like the cataract kept growing because uh, I was still on the steroid drop. Still am. Uh, possibly always will be. Mm. So it kept growing. And at this point we were getting further and further into COVID. And they said, listen, we can wait and do it at some point because we'll be able to do operations under general anaesthetic at some point, but it's not an emergency at this point. So we can do it with you awake if you want under local anaesthetic, uh, which a lot of people do. So regular surgery. Mm. And I was like, 
I mean, yeah, I need to get it done. Get so it let's done. just Ooh. let's just do it. And thankfully, I've got a lot of material out of it. So. Well, that, I mean, yes. <laughs> but I was uh, I was on the bed thinking that's funny. Remember that? Well, that, I mean, as as uh, as I've said before, it's like a, you know, it's a it's a kind of one of the dreadful psychological states of a stand-up. Yeah, is that it, any catastrophe that happens to you, awful or morbid thing that happens, it's about. Point four of a second before you go there's a joke or a yeah. routine in this isn't there which is both a terrible thing to admit and but also quite useful yeah. as, oh, as, as I say going back to what I've said earlier like what other jobs could you be could you capitalize on that and I think it's quite also the, without wanting to be overly lofty about it I think it's um it's quite healing man um to <laughs> to talk about it I, yeah, I certainly found absolutely. that you know yeah. you sort of go well, well, well that that sort of trauma however great or small has got to go somewhere yeah you know you've experienced that and and it's good to kind of get it out yes yeah, it's cathartic, um, it's cathartic uh, and i think people if you get it right and you know you get the pitch of it right so that you don't it's not like a pity party thing yeah 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 um then other people appreciate it because of course other people have had their trauma and then whether they've had a cataract operation go wrong or a stroke they've all had shit that they've had to deal with or been close to someone who's had that stuff to go to deal with so i think actually i mean one of the things again without wanting to sound really lofty about it um i one of the things i lament about stand-up particularly current stand-up is that it's not used enough to actually talk about proper stuff yeah you know uh, and partly that, I think that's, partly that's just because it's 2022 and a lot of proper stuff, people go, oh, you can't say that yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a separate inside issue. Um, but, but um, you know, this sort of notion, like at its best, stand-up is an art form and should be a, you know, a tool for communicating really yeah. interesting and, and personal or, or, or sad or traumatic uh wonderful tales and not enough people myself included at periods of time uh take that opportunity seriously enough yeah. you know you just spend it talking about your dick or whatever <laughs> yeah. I, now don't get me wrong I, I'm, I am as much of a fan as the dick joke as, as anyone is you know oh, yeah. and I've got a number in my set but but um so I'm not being sort of snobbish about it um or thou must do something serious on stage. Absolutely yeah. not. And some of my favourite comedians do absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Rich of- Wilson's got an incredible story at the minute, hasn't he? From the uh, from the sauna. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. And that is worth checking out. Yeah, I, I won't, I won't um, say too much about it. It, uh, yeah. So exactly, you, it isn't. I'm not saying uh, oh, those those topics should be trivialised and shouldn't be used. Absolutely not. Um, uh, or I'm doing something better because I am talking about certain things. Yeah. Not at all. But but I think it's an opportunity to do that and cathartic for me to do it, to get rid of some of that trauma and to, or, or even get rid of it, but to sort of process. And I think it's yeah. also good for the audience. I think if you get it right, I've certainly noticed uh, people kind of respond to it very well. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's something I had to do was – uh, obviously, like, talking about eye surgery can put a lot of people off. Uh, so well, it's, exactly, to find it's, it's hard to pitch in, isn't yeah. it, with it? Uh, like, ha-ha, Friday night, and here I am talking about something. Because yeah. there's, there's one one way of sort of making it sound too dark and one way of making it sound too disgusting, and it's sort of trying to find that balance. Trying to find the balance. Which I think I've, I've done quite well, yeah, good. I think, good. hopefully. But, good. Uh, oh, I'll have to hear that. I think the, the that's right. And I suppose that's the artistic challenge, isn't it, is to try and find... I've certainly noticed from talking about... Uh, stroke that certainly when I started um, 
getting the pitch wrong and it's sort of you know you've got to find a way of yeah one of the things i've found that people don't believe me oh um, really yeah because i don't look i look normal you know what i mean so 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 if i had uh not that i wish for this of course absolutely opposite but you know if i had a limp or i had a kind of speech slur which many people and i think that's the thing people associate um uh a certain sort of yeah they have certain preconceived ideas about what that is and i don't adhere to that as do a lot of stroke victims you know so i don't have the kind of l plates that say stay away from me or a white stick or whatever it is you know and i've got into quite a lot of confrontations where i've bumped into people and they were like mate what you doing i'm like i'm sorry i didn't see you and like what do you mean see me yeah and you sort of it's by the time you've explained it you're sort of you're you're into it you know what i mean so so it's um i'm pleased that i don't have sort of that I don't look screwed up, you know. Of course, yeah, I, yeah, of yeah. course, I'm from a vanity point of view, but sometimes it would be handy. It's not least of all on stage, you yeah. know, like where people will go, "Oh yeah, well, he obviously has some sort of physical problem." Yeah. Likewise with you, you know, you don't look as if you've got no, no, eye no. problems, you know. Or I, I really problems. have to point it out yeah. again, like in a similar way, because uh, I can't see as well out of that eye as like I might be able to. So sometimes if I'm trying to look at something out of my sort of left side, mm. uh, I have to turn my head all the yeah, way around. Well, scanning and then people look at me and they're like, why is he staring at me? I'm like, I'm not, I just can't I'm see. Not staring <laughs> at you. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. very difficult to explain. Just like, well, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas you wouldn't need to, if you were sat there with a white stick. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, so have you got someone else's cornea in your eye? Yeah. Dead person. Has that played with you? Uh, what did you not think about that? I'm sorry. No, heart. well, it, it, uh, I've, I've got a very, very brief joke about it, sure. uh, which references uh, the the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode right. uh, of, of uh, Hair Toupee, where Homer gets Snake's wig yeah. uh, and then turns into Snake, the uh, the, the villain. Yes. Um, and I'll make a joke saying, what if my eye's racist? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just walking around, it's yeah. like, I don't like those people. Well, Hang really, on, what? Who really likes children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. God, I mean, that is quite a, um, that is quite a thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and, it, and it, you don't know where it came from. Are no, you? I no. I think there's, um, I was told that there's a good chance that it's come from America because uh, in America, it's an opt-out situation. So, uh, um, you have to actively do it. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think they do that now, don't they? Or is, with, uh, no, with well, we've actually gone the other way. In England, so we have always been opt in, and I think they're now going to opt out, or like they're bringing that in or something. Yes, yeah, so I thought I thought that already was the case. Actually, that you had to do that. Yeah. So, uh, so they so it comes from America. It can come from all over the world, could it? According. Yeah, but basically, in America, there's. Um, like when people die there, because it's an opt-out thing and no one ever thinks about it, uh, like when people die, if their corneas are good, they just whip them out and stick them in a storage. And, and they it, keep them all in cold storage. And then, for how long? Uh, well, I guess I, I guess a, a couple of months or so, because they said like there's a six to eight week waiting list for the surgery, wow. because that's how often they get the shipments of corneas in. Wow. And then I guess they probably last a little while longer after that for them to be able to do the surgery. But... Uh, that's amazing, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's, mean mad, it's quite what, humbling, isn't what it? What blows my mind is, like, this part of my body has already seen a life. An entire life has gone through. Do you know, I mean, would it be someone, you don't know this, whether it was, would they have to be your age or not necessarily? No idea. I've, yeah. Yeah. No idea. It's fascinating. Isn't it? I mean, that, yeah, that, well, I suppose what one, one, all one can do is be, be extremely grateful for that. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure you are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the thing, because... Um, uh, I, I had to try to make it sound like I wasn't moaning about the NHS yeah. messing up my eye yeah, as yeah. well because they've done amazing things and, yeah. and fixed it. 
um, to a to a stage like I was at the uh, hospital yesterday, and um, like I saw two specialists as I as I do, um, the one that did the surgery and uh, Your double vision. Is yeah, that what it is. Boom, boom. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they they were both saying like we just never expected it to be this good and they said we might have to do the surgery again sort of like my, my eyes gone back to a normal shape now yeah. so there's basically like there's a slight void uh in my eye so but the only the only time i'd ever notice it is when my um pupil gets really big so like when i'm in the dark so when i'm on stage it's fine because generally you're looking at lights yeah do you have st- what happens with because i have issues with stage lights but- it, it uh it's fine for stage lights is actually it? yeah do you uh, wear those glasses on stage yeah and they're not tinted no, they've anti-glare. got a anti-glare, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. right. Um, because I wear the, you can see these are slightly tinted. Oh, yeah, see I can it. see that, yeah. And uh, they're anti-glare as well, which I need on stage. I, I, and as you, because you, you've, you know, we've gigged together, I sit down so that if I don't move, the lights don't move either. Of course, um, right, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, like, it, it plays into my favour a little bit anyway, because I'm quite awkward mm. on stage, as I am in real life. <laughs> so, like, I, I just spend, like, quite a lot of time just my eyes dart around so it's sort of like okay. it doesn't yeah i don't look at anywhere for any particular length of time so did you wear glasses before no so you, yeah right and uh, oddly i i think they've well no i don't think they've made me funny i think they've made me more uh acceptable to audiences funny that isn't it yeah i think sitting down's made me more acceptable to audiences. is it really yeah i think it's done a f- it's it's pro- for someone who doesn't do stand up. I suspect they probably listen to this bit and go, "What on earth are you talking about?" Yeah, like, like you, you just went, you just put a pair of glasses on, yeah. or you just sat down, shut up. But but it is it, it how that can become a massive difference. Yeah, to it, it really has, even yeah. if it, I, I think it actually does, but also to, to the audience definitely, but also to your own state of mind and how fragile. Um, yeah. The balances of what your sort of psyche is to go on stage and how you need to be sort of yeah. in that particular zone, and you by changing anything from what you know you, to, from what you're wearing to to glasses Absolutely, or not glasses, yeah. or am I, am I wearing a hat, or am I sitting or standing, or am I got, have I got a laptop on me? Am I reading from notes? Am I not doing all of those things? Have I got a guitar? Have I not got a guitar? Yeah. You know, all these things, which which probably to a sort of punter mean nothing. Yeah. Um, I think there's actually a lot of there's a lot of and they mean a lot to us from a psychological point of view. But I actually think they do are like there are real signs and signifiers to an audience subconsciously yeah. about what you are and aren't doing. I think if anything, uh, if they if they watch you know one particular comedian enough and they've noticed them wearing different things, then to a layman they might say. Oh, that's odd. That uh, that jumper makes him funnier. Mm. So no, it doesn't. It makes him more acceptable to the audience. It may, can do certain things. It, I mean, it perhaps you know. It it might make you less threatening, yeah. and therefore uh, more easy to laugh at. For like, blokes will Absolutely. find you more easy to laugh. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. one of the things I think you get into this thing of like blokes don't want to, they don't want your girlfriend laughing at them because it's you know, yeah, and they and and they don't want you to be too or more alpha male than them. Um, and this is something that I'm just because I I you know the sort of the earlier part of pre stroke I suppose yeah. Um, I didn't wear glasses and I was quite um, rangy on stage and quite a lot of movement, and quite mm-hmm. sort of, uh, certainly very alpha anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and de- sort of deliberately, more so than I am in real life. Yeah. But I yeah. sort of amped that up because yeah. I, I, I always sort of think that, you know, this is a 
boxing match and you're going to go out there and you need to punch the other person's face. Yeah. You know? You're not going in there. So and I think in a lot of rooms, certainly when I started 20 years ago, that was the right call, a lot of them. You had to kind of battle. Yeah. I think culture's changed. I think stand-up's changed a bit uh, to be less confrontational. And Absolutely. indeed, that alpha, you know, the alpha male is now seen as sort of public enemy number one, certainly mm. in comedy, I think, discuss. But um, <laughs> I think there's something in that. Um, and so I've noticed from, and this might be an age thing as well, because I'm getting on a bit, but I've noticed that um, by sitting down and wearing glasses, I blokes do not front it with me anymore. Really? I, I, there was a really amazing thing. So, so when did we do, I don't think it was the one, we did the Alex together a, few, a month yeah. ago, maybe or something like that. And I don't know if it was on that night when there was a load of geezers in the front row. I mean, there quite often is a load of geezers yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, quite, it's in South End. It's in South End, <laughs> right. Um, but it was, an, it, was, it was a load of blood. And I was thinking, for a kind of, for a new material night, this is not what you want. You know? yeah. like, and and they, were, they were lovely. They weren't being in any way. But, but traditionally, I know I would have gone on and they would have, you know, because I think by the nature of my, I, I'm on slight, like attack alpha mode yeah. and they, they bristle. And I've always had to deal with geezers and slightly dick wave, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that, well, they just didn't. They just, they just took me, they just, and they really laughed at something that was quite esoteric for, you know, yeah, even, yeah, what, yeah. even for, 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 not even for me, because it's not like I'm the most esoteric act, but, but, you know, I was reading out, I read a poem yeah. uh, and, and I also read uh, a, a, a sort of from a script, which isn't sort of stand up, stand up, you know? Um, and, they were really into it. And I thought, I bet, I bet they, this is in part because I, because I'm much less threatening than I used to be. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and it's, it is, it's fascinating. I find it very interesting. And, and as I say, probably, probably to a, to a punter, they don't even know that. They don't real they don't realize yeah. that, 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 uh, but I think, yeah, as we are stand-ups, you know exactly what, I know exactly what you're talking about and you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. And it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Because that's the funny thing. Like I, I, I'm by no means a, uh, a sort of a dominating uh, <laughs> character. Right, right. Um, you know, I'm five foot eight, and I'm not. Not well. Uh, what I find odd is I, I think I look uh, less in shape than I am. But and I don't mean sort of out of shape. I just mean sort of like skinny and yeah, a waif. Like you're not the rock. Let's no, face it. no, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so, like, I'll sort of from a slightly opposite perspective, they'll be like, "Oh, who's this?" wimp yeah. like and they'll sort of they'll try and uh overpower me and then right. quite often i'll uh combat that with uh for one of not trying to big myself up too much i'll intellectually battle them down right and like and i'll do it quite quickly as well i'll have sort of one or two like quick lines that make them go yep fair enough he's got this actually yes uh, yeah well that's and i've had it before where uh, so my sort of regular closer is uh well, i don't want to give it away but basically it uh, it serves to not entirely embarrass it's in a fun way but it embarrasses the person that i'm talking to mm. and um quite often like there'll be sort of a big geezer will be the person that stands up mm. and they'll try and sort of uh, fight back from it and I'll just have something uh, to sort of beat them with mm, um, yeah. or like generally uh, what I started to enjoy doing um, which hasn't happened in a long time but what I did start to enjoy doing was uh, like 
I'd uh, I'd do the punchline and then they'd continue standing up because mm. I get them to stand up. Mm. Uh, they'd continue standing up as if to say like, Ooh, and then I'd be like, thanks very much. I'm sorry, I need to walk off and they're them. still standing there nice. going, nice. Uh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's very fun. But I did one particular gig in Brentwood and there was a guy in the front row who very quietly had been sitting there going, you're shit. Right. You're a And I was like, oh God, that's awful because no one else can hear him. Yeah. Was and, he, oh, he was actually saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you fucking prick. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, God, that's horrible. Yeah, it's really horrible. And then it, yeah. I used him to embarrass him and he was massive. Mm. Uh, like, And I, I stood him up and he was about two feet in front of me and he must have been about six foot three, mm. six foot four uh, and the same wide. And then uh, like, I did the, did the ending, got him to sit and then he sat there and went, Fair play, mate. <laughs> right. Right. Do you know it's interesting? The uh, uh, this will probably get me into hot water, but I, I think men are far easier to deal with in a heckle situation than women, mm. because like men will square up, and if you beat them, they will go. No, fair play, you beat me. Then. Yeah, yeah. Like they'll, and they'll sit down, and their mates, their mates around them will go, mate, he beat you. Shut the fuck up. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you, you got you. you know, you got your dick out. He got his dick out. It was bigger than yours. Sit down. <laughs> yeah. like, like, and that's the sort of, that will happen. Yeah. You know, but women won't. <laughs> they won't, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter how much you humiliate them. They'll go, that wasn't funny. That, that's not, I know. And you go, no, 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 I absolutely won that. Yeah. You know, you need to, st- and, they, and, and then mates will go, no, 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 you're ruining my night. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, it's just so much harder to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's I, I can't say as I've had, any female hecklers in, in quite a few years, I would say. But I have certainly seen more women kick off and try to start fights in clubs when people ask them to sort of be quiet or yeah, whatever. They, they, you can't ask women to be quiet. They, yeah. they aren't. And they sort of see it as sort of part of their human fundamental rights. It's like, it's my birthday. You know, and, it, and, the, and her friends will go, yeah, it is her birthday. <laughs> as if that's justification, you know. It's a very interesting thing. Yeah, I, it's a, it is a weird psychology. I, I, yeah, I've seen some terrible behaviour from from. I mean, I've seen some terrible behaviour from men. I don't get me wrong. Yeah, but but I I think I've seen worse behaviour from women. Maybe women get more drunk, perhaps. Just yeah. just a sort of physical size thing, possibly. Um, so I uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I've um. One of my favourite things I ever saw was at Brighton Comedia. And there was a woman who she 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 wasn't sort of shouting anything abusive she was just loud mm. for the whole show and it's disruptive and like i i can't remember i'm sure I'm th- i think she was still there when i was on and i sort of i didn't have the best time like it was fine i did okay but like i think everyone in the back of their mind was like well this woman's still yelling yeah um yeah, and Paul's then focus, yeah. yeah and then in the interval after me the barman went over and they got the doorman up and um and they were kicking her out and the whole table's like kicking off and shouting and they're like, we're for his birthday. And they said, well, you can all stay. You're fine. She has to go. And they went, all right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they just let her leave. <laughs> well, the other thing as well, is, you know, is you can't, it's very difficult to to be sort of hostile towards a woman. Like you can't, or, or, you know, you can go to a, like, if a group of blokes and, and they're all kicking off, you can go, well, shut up, you fuck. Yeah, uh, you know, like, and and uh, even if he isn't, like, 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 you can still use that as a, t- you know, yeah, yeah. and um, and and his mates will go, "You are a fat guy." Don't you? Let's, let's be honest, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and n- nobody, that's never, you know, yeah. Um, 
but you know, woe betide you if you make any criticism of a phys- of any of a woman's physical. Yeah, you know, sort of. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's wrong. But but you cannot use a sort of physical put down. Yeah. Uh, so so that defense has gone. Yeah. Uh, you've got to kind of reason with them, and then often you know, my reasoning with a drunk person is, as, yeah. as everybody knows, regardless, is pointless. Um, it's the, uh, it's what, the pigeon on a chessboard analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the um, <laughs> I remember doing this gig, and uh, it was a Christmas gig, so you know, horrible. And this woman shouted something at about the fact I was what what she said were like you're too old to be wearing those clothes or whatever. Right. It was. I can't remember the exact phrasing, but that was certainly the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. you know, and <laughs> to which the whole audience kind of went ooh, kind of like that, you know. And I, I to my shame, went, yeah, because you look sharp, you fat, you fat, <laughs> right? like that. Thinking, firstly thinking, like, well, she's criticised me and my physical appearance, so I can criticise her, which, yeah. which, of course, that's mistake one. Yeah, that's like, not like, how that works. And, <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> and also, uh, the woman then went, it wasn't me. It was the woman. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It was the woman behind me. So, so, so not only have I called... Two women, a fact. <laughs> it wasn't it was perfectly it was the wrong fact. So, oh, it, it was the wrong fact. <laughs> it was funny now, but it wasn't then. No. I, I don't think I ever recovered from oh, that. God. Quite rightly so, absolutely. Shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got some questions. Well, I've got to answer you truthfully. Yeah, well, they're not serious questions. Good. They're. Uh... They're largely silly questions. First of all, as as you know, it's a tea-based podcast. Uh, what is your go-to tea? Do you like a tea? Yes, I will go for probably a Twinings English breakfast, first yeah. thing. So I always like first thing, always a cup of tea, yeah. um, English breakfast with milk and sh- well, honey now, actually, because I'm trying to not eat sugar. Oh, yeah. Um, and then what's then your I- process with that by the way how, how are you making that you do uh, milk first tea bag first mm, don't really care okay i did that with my sister she was she was sure that she could tell the difference and we so we did a sort of blind taste test and she couldn't so i'm, I'm not i'm yeah. not a big kind of I, I am big on the process of tea like i, like, I have a teapot um, yeah. and i mean i don't always use that but i have a teapot i like loose leaf tea you know if i can be bothered i will do that with loose leaf tea so yeah. I, I, i'm big fan of that kind of the process of making tea but as to whether you put milk in first or last i i don't have a preference do you i don't think it makes a difference uh no interestingly someone once told me that with it's not all teas but with some teas they recommend that you put the tea bag in and then the milk and then let the milk uh, let the tea infuse into the milk first mm. for sort of yeah, a minute or so yeah i mean it probably does make a minute difference i don't think my Taste buds are that sophisticated. No, I've always uh, just hot water on the tea bag and then a bit of milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And also because I put, I put, like, I've always put sweetener in it. I, you sort of think well, you're not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you're, you're not appreciating. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm appreciating it, but not necessarily for yeah, all the reasons yeah. that, like, to make it that make it whether I put the milk in first or last or not. So, yeah. So yeah, so I'll do that, and then I go through phases of really like an Earl Grey tea. Yeah. And then I get kind of bored of it. I think, because it's quite particular, isn't it? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I love this. And then I'll do that for a couple of months and then go, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but I'm a big fan, as we were talking earlier, of Rue Bosch as well, which, yeah, I, yeah, which I just really, really nice. like. This one is uh, the best one I've had. Nice, great. Well, they, they do a vanilla one as well, which I always really like, which is particular. I mean, it's quite vanilla-y anyway. But, yeah. but um, 
How do you pronounce it? Rubosh? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember who it was. Redbush. There was yeah. Things. There's several ways, but there was uh, it was um, it's uh, Damo Clark who oh, yeah. pronounced it with such confidence. Oh, and what did he, say? he said Roy Bosch several times, Ru- and I was like Roy Bosch. Yeah, Roy Bosch. Roy Bosch. I would. I think I'd say Rubosh. Rubosh. Ru- Roy Bosch. Before I knew, I just said Rui Boss and I learned I that wasn't tomato, right. Yeah, I wonder tomato tomato probably. But he said Roy it, Bosch. He yeah, said probably. Roy Bosch with such confidence. I was like, that that will do me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. stick to that now. It's South African, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Grown in South Africa. I think it? it originally was anyway. So maybe would take the lead on a South African person. Yeah, it. I'll seek one uh, out. You find find one. I'll find one on the street. There's loads around. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do the research and I'll let you know. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> yeah, right. So if you're not going to have English breakfast, what would you have? Probably Earl Grey or probably Rubosh. Yeah. yeah. Rybosh. Rybosh, Rubosh. This I think I was so paranoid about it for such a long time that I just didn't want to say it. And I'd just be like, oh, yeah, uh, I quite like these things. <laughs> I'm the package. Just, oh, yeah, Rybosh. Yeah, that's right. Rybosh, yeah. Uh, do you dunk a biscuit? Uh, well, I traditionally would have done. I try not to eat biscuits now. Yeah, uh, sure. So... But I do like a I do like a dunked biscuit. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. would have been your go to biscuit? My go to dunked biscuit. Probably. Well, if like, you're not having many now, you can have one. What on. are you having? Uh, in my, if I had to choose a biscuit to dunk in tea, probably like a shortbread. Oh yeah. yeah. I so like you a get, shortbread because they're quite never thick. Have it, They'll I'll take it. why because yeah. it's fucking tons of sugar <laughs> and butter, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Uh, that's why they're lovely. Um, but yeah, probably. And that, I think they... Talking like the big, thick sort of fingers. Yeah, the finger, yeah. you know. And that'll take a lot of tea in it as well, I think. Yeah, yeah good choice. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't yeah. think any... I think it may be the, uh, the first shortbread. Yes. And, uh, oh, what's been the biscuit of choice? Chocolate digestive. No, you see, I don't like because it cho- melts the chocolate. I don't want to melt the chocolate. Because yeah. that'll often fall into the tea, which I don't want. Yeah. Um, Depends how long you dunk it for. Yeah. That is what I'd say. I don't think I like... It absorbs quite quickly, so it doesn't need long. I don't like melted chocolate much either. Yeah, because I like a, uh, I quite like a, a dark chocolate uh, digestive. Yeah, and then you, sort of, you put it in for just long enough that the the chocolate sort of it doesn't melt, but it goes, uh, it stops being quite so solid. See, I think I might do that with coffee. Yeah, because I think the coffee chocolate biscuit interface would be better than the yeah, dark yeah, yeah. tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, there's a science to it. Someone was saying about you could do. Is this? You probably heard this. Back this up. That if you do something, if you if you something something like a Twix or a Drifter or a Kit Kat, if you bite both ends, you can then use it as a straw. Yeah, I think it is. Um, Jos Norris got me to do it on an episode. Does it work? Yeah, and I'm I was actually, drinking a, a, a mint, uh, like a peppermint tea. Yeah, and I had uh, mint penguins in the fridge, and he was okay. like, "Just go and get one, do Try it now." That. And I did it, and it was great because as like um, like once you've done it, because it's all sort of chocolate in the middle, you suck it through. And then just pop the penguin in your mouth and it just melts oh. into a really lovely... Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> I'll do it again. Yeah, I'd recommend Biscuit it. Biscuit porn, that's yeah, what we're yeah, now yeah. doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right, now these two are not quite so tea-based, but uh, but I, I really like them. Uh, I suppose it doesn't happen too much with you. You've got quite a simple name because like, I, I, I've had a few weird introductions. My favourite uh, yeah. being C. Diabes, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is very wrong. Yeah. But what's the worst way you've ever been introduced to stage? Well, the worst way I've ever been introduced to stage is Marcus Brigstock. <laughs> okay. Which happens uh, or has happened a lot and has 
he I mean he started before me, but he wasn't famous when I started. Right. Um mercifully he's not mega famous. Yeah, yeah. But he's a bit famous. Um and the sort of palpable disappointment when I then come on <laughs> uh is uh irritating. Yeah. I, I always say to people, uh you know, MCs, it's like if if you forget my name I don't care. I don't want an ego about it, but just shout anyone's name with confidence, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like, cause I don't really know and care. Um, but I think nothing looks worse than please welcome to the stage. Uh, um, Matt, but no, Mark, Mark, Marcus, you know, yeah. Yeah, cause it just, you just look like a, like some, some absolute no Mark, don't you? Yeah. So, so um, I haven't really, so that's the worst way to do it. I think certain things of, um, I, you know, I mean, I, I know this is I know this has irritated women, uh, quite understandably, where they get introduced as the gorgeous such oh, and such, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I've had a few occasions where, and it's flattering, of course it is in one sense, but where you know you, where if a woman has gone, oh, the the very sexy or the very easy in the eye or whatever, and and you just oh, don't don't do that, yeah, because it because it, it's like it either sounds like. I've asked you to do that, yeah, yeah. Which, which I would never do. Or it begs the question, no, he isn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, or, or, or whatever. You know, you're sort of, it's an agenda that you don't want to put into that mix. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's yeah. It's kind of... Because someone once said to me, uh, like when you're introducing people, that like, why, why would you ever need to mention their sex and i was like well that's a good point actually mm-hmm. like just oh this person's a very funny woman just like oh, it doesn't need saying just, they're no very it doesn't funny. need saying yeah it doesn't need saying I, although um it is it is interesting i i sometimes you have your you know i've been asked specifically to introduce people in a certain way yeah because it sets up what they're going they're sort of they're yeah of course or yeah. whatever of course that would make make some sense wouldn't it um i think you ha- I think it's fine. To, I mean, I would say, you know, I would, I, I would say, uh, please welcome to the stage the lovely um, kind of Jeff Innocent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. necessarily make that gender based. I, uh, so if I said, I'd, I'd think I would be annoyed if someone wrapped me over the knuckles for saying a woman said, "Don't introduce me as the lovely." Yeah, of course. I think the sort of, um, I but I absolutely understand. You don't want to be. You don't want to make anything that's anything alluded to. Uh, she's quite funny for a woman, kind of <laughs> any, anywhere, yeah, yeah. anywhere near that. That's whatever it, whatever it, that would be, it, it puts the audience on, on the back foot. Like if any of them, it does. And I absolutely go understand in thinking, oh, I don't find women funny. If you say this is a woman, then they're immediately going to go, oh, for crap. But if yeah. a woman walks out and is just immediately funny, then they go, oh, fair play. Yeah, yeah. No, I under- it's interesting. It is, it is interesting, and I can understand that. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I think the worst, my worst way is to, is to be introduced as Marcus Brigstock. Yeah, um, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, that's upsetting because it's not a million miles away, your name, which <laughs> no, I can. No. Well, I, I, in fact, I actually did the banana with him at the weekend. Oh, really? And, and I, so therefore people would have known he was on, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah people so hear Marcus, was... but yeah, go on. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> with the weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he gets the same problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's probably been introduced as Marcus Bergman yeah. for, in the past, no doubt, uh, by mistake, but it probably doesn't hassle him as much. Yeah. As it. I mean, it doesn't like it hassle me. I, it's kind of funny, but yeah. It was uh, once um, sort of just saying the names of, uh, of of Martin and the like, although I think I'm going to have to cut that out now for the sake of, I'm going to have to bleep this name because mm. uh, once introduced me 
and said, uh, "He, uh, I used to be gay until I saw him. It's Cy Deves. And I was like, okay. Yeah, just like, what the fuck is that? Because he'd, he'd just been berating two other guys for being gay. They weren't gay. They were just there together. I mean... Uh, and that's that, classic. That, I mean, uh, where do you start with any of that? Yeah. What you just said with my... I mean, my... <laughs> Are you doing that because you know I'm going to have to bleep it? <laughs> no, I think I don't think you should bleep it. I, I think he's a, he's not a good guy. No, you know, and I think you know to to sort of berate two blokes for being gay, whether they are or whether they aren't. It's kind of I mean, it's, it's context to this. Obviously, I'm not saying you can't do that because you can, but I think he probably did it so ineptly. Uh, oh, of it w- wouldn't have been funny. So, so but yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because I because I sort of. I, I do a bit of teaching and I teach a sort of MC course of things that not to say. Yeah, you know? that's one of them. Uh, and that's massively <laughs> one of yeah. them, you know. Uh, I mean, internally in theory anyway. And, I, I you know, I, nothing is unsayable. And no, I, I have certain course. scenarios where that could be quite funny if, if that's been a running theme or yeah. whatever and everybody's cool, cool about the two gay guys in the front row and that's been amusing throughout the whole theme yeah to sort of make light you know i'm a big fan of making light of people's differences i'm absolutely not about absolutely, like, yeah. oh you don't mention someone's gay uh but you don't mention but i know he would have done it terribly yeah, yeah. um with with uh, certainly clumsiness if not prejudice at the same time as well <laughs> yeah. and then to sort of in- yeah say that about to say that about you it's just like oh, don't do that don't no do that. It's just, it's needlessly rude. Also, I went up on stage. I knew pretty much, like, considering the audience was made up mostly of comics, like, <laughs> they, most of them knew me and they were like... Yeah, I don't well, exactly. It's confusion. And it, like, I... Also, it's like, maybe, you know, if you're sort of sort of fairly, sort of like, late Edinburgh gig or something and, like, we're best mates. Yeah, yeah. And then I introduce you as the well-known racist and paedophile. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, kind of funny. You know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. but I all, but you could... Because you sort of you're probably half expecting it, yeah. um, and there's a different agenda going on there. But like otherwise, it's deliberately to try yeah. and trip you. I mean, there's if I if I had a penny for every time I've been gigging up north and someone has done a routine about how shit the south is or London is yeah, or whatever, yeah, and then introduced me on immediately. Now, sometimes no doubt that's a genuine mistake. I accept yeah. that, but I know for a fact that on a couple of occasions. It isn't, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, and it's done to fuck you off, you yeah. know. And and uh, there was a well-known, there's a story. I, I never did this because I never gigged with him, but Peter K used to. Uh, I mean, quite you know, the, the 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 comedy world has expanded, but certainly it used to be quite small, and everybody used to know each other's material quite mm. a lot. So, so he would know your opening joke, you know, right. whether it's about corneas or something like yeah, that yeah. and he so he would do it but he'd do it in a really snidey way so he would go he'd be introducing you and he would go so this guy does a really funny joke about corneas tell the joke so that he robs you of your a status and b your opener yeah. so that you're immediately you either haven't heard him do it yeah um or you have and now you're going oh shit my i haven't got my intro joke you know which yeah, which, yeah, can, yeah. which again Blow can can play oh, with your psyche, yeah, can't it? Um, especially when you know someone's deliberately trying to fuck you. Yeah, um, that plays with your psyche. So and apparently he was famous for doing it. Really? And uh, he, I mean, there was a number of things that he was famous for, apparently. But um, but uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty snidey, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's horrible. Good grief! I imagine I'd just have to walk out and say one of the many things that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, I've got a, a final question. Great. If you had to get a, a tattoo of uh, a barcode of any product, 
what barcode would that be? Um, Manuka honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I. That's the quickest anyone's ever prob- answered. Is that right? It's only because I've been vaguely asked this before in terms of is there any product I would advertise? Oh, okay. Um, that sounds me. That makes me sound far more virtuous than I am. But you just uh, want the payment money. I think payment it, money. <laughs> it's because I've thought about it. Was is there anything I would at Actually endorse you yeah, know, yeah, as a yeah. product as opposed to I, I'd happily take the money of a number of products yeah, but of actually endorse Manuka honey is I mean a honey full stop I think is for all sorts of reasons incredible not least of all because it's delicious uh, and the kind of the you know many and myriad kind of t- versions you can have and how good it is for healing and yeah. all that stuff. But, but Manuka honey specifically okay is, uh, do you know what it is I do yeah I've, well familiar I've n- never actually had it yeah well it's very I once s- had to buy it for uh, for Sporty Spice did you yeah amazing yeah I used to work as a runner right. at the uh, theatre down the road yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> they were like yeah she's got a sore throat can you go out and get some yeah. Manuka honey I was like I don't know what that is it was super good for you it was super expensive and, yeah. uh, and there's various grades of it and it's only it's, it's only produced in New Zealand um, okay. Which I also have a big affection for the country. Um, so, like all honey has properties that are really good for you. Um, and Manuka honey is like a sort of super food, really. All right. It's really good for th- like stuff like like sore throats, even even like for salving cuts and whatnot. So yeah. Really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I try and take, I try and eat Manuka honey as much as possible. Oh, okay. Yeah, Novak Djokovic, whose name is slightly mud at currently, um, <laughs> yeah. but he swears by Manuka honey and sort of eats a lot of it. And has okay. sort of, he has the pockets to do so, I suppose. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Plus, it has a very distinct taste, which is quite nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've had it in anything. I've had a lot of honey. Maybe. Yeah, it's pretty good in coffee, but it is effing expensive. So, so yeah. that's the, that's the problem. But very good for you. Nice. It's a good answer. Ba-dump. Yeah, not very funny, but funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, have you got anything that you want to plug? Uh, no, um, not particularly. I mean, I'm on tour with Jason Manford at the moment, so go and see me at one of those gigs. Um, I'm going to Edinburgh, so please, if you're going to Edinburgh, come and see my yeah. show. I've got a have, venue. I've got a venue, which is Banshee's Labyrinth, in the afternoon. I I have a title. I think I'm going to change it. It's currently called Butterfly, but I'm not sure that that's okay. what it's going to be called. I need a better title. Yeah. Interesting. It's about my stroke. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Any, I don't any know why thoughts, I'm trying to think of something. Any thoughts from your listeners, <laughs> yeah. please yeah, send get them back touch. to me. Get in touch. Uh, and where can people find you on these socials? Uh, I'm on Marcus Birdman. Marcus is with a K. Um, on twitter and instagram and then i'm also on uh um uh, sorry on instagram and facebook on twitter on i'm uh, is on birdman watching ah. um so yeah lovely cool cool well, thanks very much for coming on man thank you for having so, me. i'm glad we finally got around to doing it i'll give context to the the car crash in the intro in the intro <laughs> yes glad you're in one piece yeah <laughs> sure i mean yeah other than the eye but yes well, that's an ongoing situation we'll have to have another two two years down the line yeah eye conversation see how we're getting on where yeah So that was Marcus Birdman, a lovely man indeed. He gave you his social details there. I haven't written it down because uh, I normally do and I haven't on this occasion. But if you just search Marcus Birdman, like he's, he's Marcus Birdman on, on two of the platforms and the other thing that he said on the other one. 
Someone asked me recently at a gig if I had a Patreon for the podcast, uh, and I don't, but uh, Kofi is not is not panning out that well. So I may well look into doing a Patreon. If anyone would be interested in that, let me know. I'll, I'm, I'm going to get some t-shirts and mugs designed, and I've been talking about the mugs for ages, but it will happen. Having a baby is involved. Don't care what you say, it's very involved. Uh, and that is, that's coming soon. <sighs> oh, it's coming soon. But regardless, I'll do it. So I think you should buy mugs and t-shirts for the sake of supporting my baby. Because that would be unfair if you didn't. If you do want to donate to Kofi though, in the meantime, kofi.com forward slash sideeves. I'll just go to my link trees, linktr.ee forward slash sideeves. Uh, it's got all the links to everything. All of the, all of the, all of this, all of it, everything. My website, all sorts. Oh, it's a bit mumbly. Uh, I really do appreciate you listening. And I look forward to seeing you at my Camden Fringe shows and Cambridge Fringe. And I'm also doing it in Leicester at the end of May, last Friday. So if you're if you're anywhere around those places, come and see it. Uh, that show, um, uh, it's a, a double show with Aaron Simmons, who is brilliant. If you don't know him, look him up. He's very good. So yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. I've got more decorating to do, so I'm going to do that. Not right now. I'm recording this at half past ten in the evening but yeah thanks for listening go and go and review the podcast drop us drop us a lovely five-star review say something say some say something nice go on go on in uh, on, on itunes five-star review tell your friends like subscribe share oh i've talked enough thanks so much for listening i'll see you soon i promise i love you guys thank you good night mm-hmm.